Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm your host, the Autistic Woman. In this episode, you may hear references to Asperger's, ASD, AS, on the spectrum, and other terms that have now been replaced by the term autism. Each autistic person can choose their own words to describe themselves and autism. In later episodes, you'll hear me use autism, autistics, and autistic. This episode is about the five senses and how Asperger's, or AS, affects those. These are sometimes referred to as sensory issues, but I prefer to call them sensory sensitivities. The five senses, smell, taste, touch, seeing, and hearing, are profoundly affected by AS. Those effects can be complex and vary from person to person. Sensory issues or sensitivities are considered to be a diagnostic criteria for Asperger's or AS. The experts say that if you don't have sensory sensitivities or issues, you don't have Asperger's. Do you have sensory issues? You might say no to that question as I did until I understood what it meant. AS affects my ability to understand terms that I think are vague, that I don't have a context for. I had to learn what was meant by issues, for example. So let's talk about taste. It started when I was a kid. There were foods I didn't like and I couldn't eat them. My brain actually rejected them. Now, my parents thought I was being disobedient. So I was often told by various family members, you eat like a bird. And although I eventually liked some of these foods or tolerated them, some remained throughout my life. And now new ones have developed as I've tried different foods. For example, sushi. I can't eat it. I've tried repeatedly because it's so popular. Please don't make me go out for sushi because then I have to order something else on the menu and that alone is a little bit embarrassing. When I say I can't eat sushi, I literally can't. So here's an example of swordfish. I'd had it before this particular dinner and I thought it was okay. But while we're eating, and it was the main course, I reluctantly took a bite I chewed it for a long time, and it seemed like it was getting bigger. Couldn't swallow it. Now, swordfish generally doesn't take much chewing, but my mouth seemed to be getting drier, and I couldn't even swallow this giant ball of swordfish. So later, I put it together. My brain had literally shut down saliva production because it rejected the food. So I learned I can't force myself to eat something that tastes unpleasant to me. I envy people who can. It can be frustrating. When food is good, I really enjoy it. But good food is defined by my brain. Some people with AS deal with the food thing by eating the same foods every day. That way they know what to expect and they know they will like it. So it's easy. What about hearing? Again, one of the common diagnostic questions relates to hearing. When I was interviewed by a counselor to determine whether I have AS, I remember her question. 
Do loud noises bother you? This is a bad question to ask a person with AS. We don't naturally understand what is meant by loud or noise or bother. My brain seeks to understand so that I can respond. So when I heard her question, I pictured what loud noise meant. I saw a firecracker, a car backfire, a fire engine. I thought, hey, those sounds don't last long enough to bother me. So I answered no. That night, I climbed into bed without remembering that I forgot to turn off a ceiling fan that I keep running during the day when I'm not in the room. The fan is probably the most quiet one on the market. And it took me about 15 seconds to realize the fan was on because it was so loud that I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep. Oh, and I don't like the feel of it blowing on me, even at the lowest setting. Maybe a better question would have been, what sounds, loud or soft, do you hear during your day that you don't like? Or even, are there any sounds that might interfere with your sleep? Those questions are straightforward. Ah, and on to the sense of smell. You know, a friend once told me, you can smell one molecule of cigarette smoke in a room. Yeah, and you know what? That's pretty close. I've heard other people say they can't take the smell of cigarettes. Most people gag when they're stuck in an elevator with that man or woman who has doused themselves with cologne. I'm so sensitive that I can't sleep if I can smell food in the house. Scientists have proven that there is a connection between smell and memory, but it doesn't mean that a person who is sensitive to odors and aromas has a better memory. It's more specific than that. It means that a person with AS has a better memory for what they smelled and their reaction to it. The sense of touch. When it comes to touch, again, the diagnostic criteria is that a person with AS does not like to be touched. Not at all, period. That's not true for me. I like being touched and I like hugs, although at times I do find them awkward. To me, how things feel is an amazing sense for me. As long as it feels good, it has an upside and a downside. So let's take sheets and clothing. I love cotton, and I thought everyone does. I prefer cotton clothes and sheets, even though they're getting harder to find. Cotton feels so good. Every night, I smooth out my cotton sheets so they don't have any wrinkles. Now, some people might think I'm OCD, but of course not. I guess that's not a big deal for most people. For me, it's an amazing sensory experience. Clothing labels are a big one for me and apparently for many people with AS. I usually have to cut the label out of an item and in doing so, maybe because of my lack of coordination, I might put a hole in whatever fabric that I'm trying to get the label off of. Well, if I see that that could happen, I leave the little ends that I couldn't cut off and I just put a band-aid over it. And that might sound silly, but that's how we are when we can't stand the feel of a label because otherwise we'll notice it all day long. Do you think that's strange? Now you know what a sensitivity is. And now the sense of sight. At least 50% of people with AS are visual thinkers. So for them, sight sensitivities have a profound effect. And I don't mean necessarily that bright lights bother me. 
although for some people I know fluorescent lights are hard for them to take. Instead, it's the idea that the environment needs to be pleasing to my eye. I've noticed that all of my adult life, I preferred to be surrounded by beauty. And if I'm not, I feel down or have a lack of energy. When I say beauty, I don't mean expensive. I mean things made of pleasing colors and shapes. Surrounded by beauty, I feel happy and comfortable. If I'm in a place that's unattractive, I feel stress. I'm not exactly sure of the reasons, but I do have some ideas. People with AS are known for saying detail. I know I do, yet there are also times when I can miss the most obvious thing. I remember visiting my dad and I walked in and saw something I hadn't seen before. I said, hey, where did you get that cool toy tractor on the desk there? My father looked over at me and he said, that's been there for 10 years. It could be that it's because of stress that the brain experiences, even at an unconscious level. I do know, though, that beauty for me is truly a sensory experience. To me, it feels amazing. It colors my life. It drenches my brain with a feeling that is hard for me to put in words. Just as some people with AS don't do well with fluorescent lights, some of them, like me, do well with lots of sunlight, like we have here 300 days a year. It's amazing, and I couldn't have it any other way. It would be too depressing. There are parts of the country that have almost six months of gray and clouds, and I wouldn't do well there. Other people might, but I need the sun. So light sensitivity can mean different things to different people. It's a sensory sensitivity because our brains are highly sensitive to visual things that are not compatible and highly sensitive to those that feel good. So that's been a brief introduction to sensory sensitivities and it's important because they're considered a diagnostic criteria. In my opinion, only a person with AS can tell you what those sensitivities are and what they mean to that person. AS is a brain structure that causes contradictions. Just as a person is sensitive to good noise, like music they love, they may be overly sensitive to something else like a loud TV. I can play my favorite music at the highest volume it will go to. But if someone's watching a TV that's on too loud, I can't take it. I actually get a headache. So as I said, the brain is a contradiction when it comes to AS. You can't make any conclusion definitely that it's one thing or it's another. And sensory issues or sensitivities is the place where it plays out most obviously. This episode was a taste of sensory sensitivities. If you enjoyed hearing this episode, if it's your taste, stay in touch. I hope to see you on Twitter. You can learn more about autistic traits in this podcast. Don't hesitate to contact me. I'm on Twitter at anautisticwoman, or you can email me at 
info at theautisticwoman.com. Support the podcast by subscribing, liking, tweeting, rating, reviewing, telling your friends, and becoming a patron on Patreon. I'll put links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm the Autistic Woman. Mm-hmm.